Hey, hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sears. What's up? Um, before we start, guys, you know what I'm about to say right now, but I got to say it anyway. This podcast is brought to you by my good friends at The Perfect Shaker. The Perfect Shaker. Well, what is it? It's just what it sounds like. They make the perfect shaker cup. So whether you're needing a shaker cup to mix your pre-workout so that it doesn't get clumpy, if whether you need a shaker cup to mix your protein powder because that gets clumpy too, or whether you just want a water bottle that's BPA-free and made by recycled plastics, go to the Perfect Shaker or PerfectShaker.com. They also have fitness accessories, workout towels, they have wrist straps, wrist straps, meal prep bags, meal prep containers, pill containers, all sorts of things, and um, they've got all kinds of like superhero stuff, um, Game of Thrones, Power Rangers, wrestling, they've got a lot of MLB stuff, so if you have a person like me in your life who's super into fitness, do them a favor, go to the perfectshaker.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds, the word 10, the word pounds, you will save 15% off of your order, and as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements, you guys, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'm no spring chicken, but I look pretty good, and I feel pretty good too, and it's mostly, mostly, not mostly, well, maybe mostly, largely, does that mean the same thing, um, because I take a lot of bucked up supplements, pre-workouts, uh, amino acids, they've got fat burn products, I'm currently taking their CLA right now, which helps uh, burn more fat, I'm taking their uh, testosterone booster, not HGH, it's just a testosterone booster, natural, um, it's called RUT, it's great for guys that are 35 and older that are losing testosterone, which is probably you if you're over 35 and you're a guy and you're listening to this, even if you lift weights like I do, some of you don't, but even if you did, you would still probably need it and it will help you, I promise, anyway, go to buckedup.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds, number 10, the word pounds, and you'll save 20% off of your order, you guys, um, just me today. I wanted to check back. I meant to release an episode last week, but I was literally on the road. I went from 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 LA to Tucson for the weekend, from Tucson to San Diego on Sunday, from San Diego back to Arizona, Honda, Pine Top, Sholo, whatever the fuck it's called, on Monday. And that's after, you know, being on the road every weekend for the last, I don't know, since May, I think it's been and uh, I decided, you know what, man, everyone's been telling me about Sedona and how I should go and it's beautiful and this and that. And, you know, I've, I'm, I'm very honest with you guys on this podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I love doing stand up. Obviously, I wish I was more famous so that I could be making more money and be performing in more places. I'm not yet. I plan to be. It's always been the plan. Um, and so comedy can be a little, it, it could be a grind. There's a lot of highs that I've talked about. There's a lot of lows that I'm sure I talked about. And it's been a long time, you guys, a really, really long time since I've been able to, uh, to go on like, just like a vacation that wasn't work related. I've. I could, I, I actually, I can tell you the last time I went somewhere just to go that it wasn't for work 
and it was when I went to Mexico in 21 um, to go to my friend Albert's wedding. Every other place I've been to from Chicago to Seattle to New Orleans, uh, everywhere in between, um, it's always been work-related. Now, work is like a vacation. You know, I always talk about it. It's like, why go on vacation when I can get paid to go somewhere or even better or not even better getting paid is the best but like even like there's been a lot of times when i break even on a job and for me it's like okay well i got to get a free vacation you know like that's not bad and there's also been time where i've ate my ass and completely been at a loss going to a place (laughs) um chicago comes to mind when i was there last summer of 22 um, and I sold two tickets for my show (laughs) after I literally had to put a deposit down to rent the venue and then only two people came up so you know that's that (laughs) I god I don't know how much money I lost on that trip but it was fun you know it's life experience so I guess since I I lost money you could consider that a vacation I don't know I was doing stand-up while I was there and doing my ballpark thing but anyway people have been telling me about Sedona and what they've been telling me is one that it's just beautiful to go there which you know um, that's up for interpretation depending on who you're talking to but also you know I've talked to people about um, the fact that there's vortexes in Sedona Uh, well first of all let me rewind for a second um, great weekend last weekend doing shows in Tucson, Laughs Comedy Club. Um, it's always so much fun to go there, and it's fun to go there and make a little money. You know, um, I remember, you know, I started there as an MC. You guys, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago. It took me, it took me at least a year, I think more, like maybe a couple years even, to actually even get the opportunity to be an MC there. I was making $121, I want to or I mean $125 is I think what they paid me. Might have even been $100 if I'm being honest. I, it was one of those, but either way, both of those are very small numbers. <laughs> and I did it because like a lot of clubs that I went to, that I've been to, that I work, um, I just wanted to get in with the comedy club. You know, I talk about it all the time, but on a weekly basis, I send so much, so many emails to comedy clubs that never get answered, ever. And it sucks, you know, and sometimes it just takes the right, you know, comedian or headliner to give me a referral, which is, you know, hard to come by, um, or just it takes them answering, you know, said email I mean there's 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 a million different ways to do it but the bottom line is that you know sometimes I just want an opportunity to show what I can do and I'm confident in that if I'm given the opportunity you know I can get in and the thing that I always talk about with this specific comedy club laughs is that you know I sent like I said I sent a lot of emails a lot of them get ignored you know and I just keep on following up following up following up I can tell you like there's a club in Fort Worth that I've worked a few times, Hyenas Comedy Club, 
and I think I sent 15 emails before I finally got booked and obviously I don't email them every week so this is you know usually you know I would follow up every three months and then I had a comic tell me that I should follow up more frequently so then I probably change it to a month or so um, it's kind of you know I, I figured for me at this point I usually follow up somewhere four to six weeks every four to six weeks and it's just it's very time consuming to just continue to I don't copy and paste I try to reword things so they know I'm not sending the same email over and over again it, it, it's tough you know it's very time consuming and like I said a lot of times the emails don't even get answered and that's frustrating because the person's job is literally to answer the emails so you know it is what it is but what I always appreciated about laughs is the owner always emailed me back <laughs> even though he told me that I wasn't good enough and that he had comics that were better than me at the time which you know having seen some of the comics that were on their roster and whatnot I was like eh, I'm fucking better than some of these dudes dude so but it's just his process and I've heard similar stories from other people and other people have told me that you know they got that email saying that they weren't good enough or whatever and they just kind of gave up and if you guys know anything about me I'm someone who doesn't give up you know and maybe to a fault you know that I don't give up but I've just always believed in myself call it naive call it you know a pipe dream I don't know I just always have believed in myself and I still believe in myself I know that if I go on that stage I can win maybe not everybody over but most of them and so I just like I said I always appreciated the fact that he emailed me back and then I finally got in as an MC probably was an MC there for two years three years maybe longer before they finally I finally got bumped up to a feature when I performed there during COVID which was October of 2020 I remember because it was when the Dodgers were in the World Series actually I remember watching the Dodgers it was the game that uh that crazy play happened where like it was a relay and Chris Taylor bobbled the relay and then he threw it home and then Austin Barnes bobbled it and they and it got past somebody then the guy scored it was such a freak play and the Dodgers lost that game and then they ended up coming back and winning you know game five and six but like that really could have been a turning point in the World Series but anyway the moral of the story is that day I was there and I was watching the game from there and that was the last time I emceed and then I've been you know featuring the last two years and for those of you guys that don't know the feature is the guy that comes in in between the MC and the headliner so the middle act basically and you know the pay is fine you know it's not nothing home to write it's nothing to write home about but at least I'm not losing money you know you think about all the times that I went down there to make a hundred bucks or 125 whatever it was gas alone to get out there I'm breaking even maybe you know but for me it was the experience it was you know building followers getting fans you know all these different things and you know I, I've I made the investment in myself and now it's finally paying off so just a fun weekend you know it was the first weekend that I uh, I've had my uh, I have these new t-shirts that I sell at shows now I can't believe I didn't think about this sooner because I mean, I've had some good t-shirts, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I used to sell t-shirts that said homophobic on it. 
uh, rainbow font with clouds, like really cool. And I sold a decent amount of those. Um, and then I had the t-shirts that say, I swiped white. Some of you guys have them, I'm sure. Great joke, again, um, great slogan, you know, funny to put on a shirt. And uh, then I had those shirts, and then I had the shirts that say, Stop Letting Stupid People Have Kids, which I still have. Um, I sell the shirts that have my logo on them, Get Laughs or Die Trying. But this latest shirt that I'm selling is my favorite design so far. Uh, it's uh, my friend Anita did it. You know, she's she does all of my... Anything that you see graphics-wise that looks really good, she did it. So whether it's a flyer... Or like, like I said, the, some of the logos that I have, um, she's been able to pull them off and, and she's great. And, you know, she was able to do this. I saw it on a meme, you know, where it said smoke brisket, not meth. And it had a picture of the brisket. And I just thought that was so funny because as you guys know, my father infamously smoked meth, sold meth, went to prison for meth, died from smoking too much meth. Not in the moment necessarily. You know, he died in assisted living, but you know, the damage was done by the time he went in there. That's why we put him in there because he was just done, you know. And so, um, so the shirt says smoke brisket, not meth. It's got a sugar skull on it. He's barbecuing and I fucking love the shirt. People love the shirt, especially after I'm doing all the jokes about my dad. And I've been, I sold a lot of them this past weekend. So that was fun. And, uh, you know, I always get good you know, Arizona crowds, especially Tucson, you know, they're always, uh, no one gets offended, you know, everything, everyone just, everyone knows that it's, f they're there for a comedy show, you know, you don't have to worry about getting into an argument with anybody, like I said, everybody there is going to have a good time, and it's just the best, dude, I always have a good time when I'm there, so, like I said, I did that, and then I went to San Diego for a gig, which was okay, um, <laughs> You know, comedy has a, a wonderful way of humbling myself and others that do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, went from doing, you know, great shows, packed houses and whatnot to, you know, headlining the Mic Drop Comedy Club in San Diego. And, you know, only 20 people bought tickets, which, you know, that hurts. I'm not famous. I'm not. I, and I don't think I'm famous, so, you know, I'm always surprised when anybody buys sh tickets to my show, you know, let alone 20 people, but, you know, it, it is always nice when a lot of people buy tickets to your show, because it just feels good, you know, they see, nobody, nobody's going to see my name on a billboard walking by, or my picture, and be like, oh, Peter Sears is going to be here, you know what I mean? But if someone's looking for something to do and they look on, you know, they are, let's go to a comedy show. And they look at the website and they see my picture and my bio. And, you know, some people will even go to YouTube and check out clips and be like, oh, this guy's funny. I'll go see him. You know, that's kind of where I'm at right now. No one is coming. As, I mean, I, although I did have uh, one person that came for me in San Diego. Actually, that's not true. Uh, I had a group of people that came. Uh, I don't remember where they saw me last, but they saw me in San Diego at some point fairly recently I think and they came back they did come so actually that's not true so there was probably six or seven people that knew that it was me the other guy I used to work with when I was a trainer at 24-hour fitness in Hollywood um, so it's just cool but you know it would have been nice to have a sellout show you know it would have made more money 
<laughs> and sold more merch, but it is what it is. But then I went back to a show in uh, in Arizona again on Monday at a casino. Um, you know, right in the in the mountains in Arizona, really pretty. I've been there quite a few times. A lot of people there. Um, you know, I wasn't headlining; I was middling again. I was featuring, but uh, you know, no one was there to see me or the headliner. They were just there to see comedy. They know that every Monday at this casino, there's going to be comedy, and there was a lot of people. There's a lot of old people, and they didn't really buy anything. <laughs> they don't. I don't think I sold anything that day, which kind of hurt. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it is what it is, man. Old people aren't really great with merch for whatever reason, but. Then I decided to go to Sedona, and that's where this podcast is going to take a different kind of turn. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I know I've talked about doing mushrooms on this podcast before, and you know, just I, I'm always I'm I'm looking for answers. I'm always looking for answers. You know, I'm at the age now where I know who I am, but you know, sometimes. I'm just looking for meaning in, you know, why this happened, why this happened, etc. Um, you know, I'd be lying if I, you know, didn't talk about, you know, like, yeah, like, I wonder still, you know, why my ex came into my life and, you know, we were together for seven years and, like, why that would be if we were just going to break up like it it doesn't make any sense to me um because i'm finding myself very uh like not even like it's weird like wanting to have somebody because i was just so used to having somebody and then when you don't it's just weird um but also kind of not wanting to have somebody because you know, I'll meet these girls and I'll talk to them and I'm just like, ah, I just, ah, this, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I'm and at, the, at the point now at my age and after just all the relationships that I've been in where I just don't want to compromise any part of what I want in a person anymore. I, I've done it pretty much every relationship except one, I think. Um. yeah like I've kind of looked past a thing or two and you know that's a compromise I guess but I just think that you don't necessarily you shouldn't have to compromise in a relationship but people do you know and that's not compromise is different is different than settling you know but like I said I'm at the point now where after all these relationships and especially my last one where it's just like I just don't want to compromise anymore and if they don't have if, if i'm not feeling something i'm not i'm not going to waste my time i'm too old to waste time and so so yeah like sometimes i just kind of feel, feel like well why would that happen if there was and, and, and I, I still don't know the lesson of her and i being together for so long and then not um you know i mean am do i miss her like of course i mean that's uh, it would be silly Am I trying to move on and get on with my life? Like, yeah, of course. You know, it's just, it's hard. You know, that's just the reality. And, you know, but also like, you know, in stand-up and trying to, you know, carve my way and, you know, you know, moving to Austin, which, you know, is still, you know, I'm trying to do. It's just, 
there's a lot of complications involved, mainly financial, because um, I just don't know what I'm going to do for money when I'm there. Um, I'm doing comedy, but I just don't know if I can make enough money to really just do comedy while I'm there. And so then I have to get another job. And it's just, it's, it's very complicated. Maybe you guys care. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But anyway, buy my merch. <laughs> then I could have more money. But anyway, um, you know, I want the answers. Like, you know, is, is this, I think every comic or anybody in the arts goes through a period where they question if it's worth it, if, if the sacrifice you know, is worth, and for me it is, but it doesn't make it less difficult by any means. Like, you know, it's just, it's just hard, dude. Like, it's hard being a no-name comic trying to make a name for yourself. So anyway, I'm told that in Sedona, there are these energy vortexes where there's, 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 there's masculine energy, there's, feminine energy and you feel a certain thing and people go there and they they feel enlightened there's a lot of uh, like new age shops and stores in Sedona like people selling crystals and tarot readings and just all these different things you know so it's it's interesting um, but people were telling about this vortex and how you feel this energy and it, it's you feel a certain way and I was like you know what I'll do it, man. You know, fuck it. I'll do it. And so I go. And, and also, you know, the whole thing is, you know, people go there kind of like they go to Joshua Tree and they do mushrooms and, you know, God knows what else. Because apparently when you do mushrooms in nature, it's better for whatever reason. This is just what I've been told. And the only time I've ever done mushrooms, or times I've done mushrooms, um, I've been in, I've been mainly indoors. Like, I, I, I've done it at my house a couple times, you know, I talked about the one time where I did it right after Ashton and I broke up, which was not a good idea. I did it in Vegas, when I went with my brother, and that was kind of weird, I didn't have a good experience there. <laughs> um... It wasn't awful. I just didn't feel right. It made me more like paranoid than anything. And then there was the trip that I took. Uh, I went to a concert and did them. Like I've done them in several different capacities, but never in nature. And so I said, you know what? I'll go to Sedona in nature and fucking do the mushrooms, dude. Go to the vortexes. Enjoy the scenery. You know, you, there's these hikes you go on and there you hike to these vortexes. Or some of the places are just... You don't have to necessarily go on the hike to feel the vortex. Like, I don't even know what a fucking vortex is, but people believe it. And I was just like, fuck it, you know? So uh, I, I told myself, all right, I'm going to go. I mapped it out. I got picked my hotel and everything. I'm staying by myself, so I don't need to stay in a nice hotel. But all the hotels are pretty nice anyway. Um, but there's some really expensive hotels. And I'm like, I'm not spending $300 for a hotel when it's just me, you know? So... Um, I go to one, I, I I get there, you know, I do my gig in Arizona on Monday, and then I just drive to, first I drive to Flagstaff, and this is probably too much information, but I get my workout in, because Flagstaff is on the way to Sedona, from where I'm coming from, so I make sure I get my workout in, because I don't know, I know that my hotel has a gym, but I don't know what it has, like the pictures make it look like it's fine, 
but you never know until you get there. So I decided, you know, on the safe side, I'll just go to my gym, not my gym, but I have an anytime fitness membership. Talked about this and they had one in Flagstaff. So I fucking stopped, got my workout in, went for a run after my workout, and then I headed to Sedona. And my plan for Sedona was to go on a hike and then come back to my hotel, park my car, and then go on to the other hike which was in walk, which was walking distance from my hotel. So I take an edible and I get ready to go on a hike. I drive to the place. It's like a five minute drive, so it's not too crazy, you know. And I go on this hike and it's beautiful, you know. Your the rocks and just the the landscape is just it's beautiful. It's the the rocks are all red and you you hike up these rocks and. Some of them are very slippery, you know, so you kind of have to be careful. Um, Some of them you got to have to, you you know, you got to actually climb a little bit, use your hands. And, you know, I went to one, like I said, great view, you know, and the hike was really long, longer than I thought, I guess. And I wanted to have time to go on the hike by the hotel that I was staying at because I wanted to watch the sunset at the second hike. So... You know, I'm feeling the effects of my edible, whatever. I go back to my hotel, park the car. Um, at that point, I take mushrooms. Yes, so I've taken, I've taken an edible, and now, you know, an hour and a half or two hours later, now I'm taking mushrooms. But I also take an energy drink because sometimes, I mean, edibles make me tired, and then a couple times I've taken mushrooms, they make me tired, and I don't want to be tired, but I still want to feel the effects of the edible and the mushrooms so then I do that and I walk to the hike it's called Bell Rock and it's another it's another vortex and by the time I get there I'm starting to feel a certain way and as I'm walking through I'm noticing the plants all of the plants and the dirt and the rocks and the landscape and I feel like and this is the honest to God truth. I'm not trying to get weird on you guys, but I feel like these are the most beautiful colors I've ever seen. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, this is why people say that it's better to do mushrooms outdoors. I get it. Like the colors seem more vibrant and everything. And I just start walking up, you know, to the vortex. They say the whole thing is a vortex, so you should feel the energy immediately. Um, which maybe that's what that was. I don't know. I not, I'm not saying that I believe in vortexes and I'll get into more of this as we go along, but, um, I definitely felt something and it could have been, it could have been the weed, could have been the mushrooms, but the color was just, and it, it wasn't anything different. Like just the colors like seemed so, I, you know what it was like if you ever watch Avatar you know, when he leaves, you know, the base that they're on and he actually goes into Pandora as the Avatar and starts to see all the different colors and touching all the plants and everything and, like, feel it. Because if you remember Avatar, like, everything was connected. That's kind of how I was feeling. It's going to get weird. But I also started to feel as I was walking and just... Like I said, just really enjoying just the beauty of it all. Like it, I mean, it's, (laughs) 
it's it's really breathtaking the views because there's so many different like rocks and hills and you know like kind of rock formations and it almost doesn't look real like I, I you know I took pictures and you know if you go on my YouTube I'm gonna post a video um, hopefully later this week and I don't think the videos and the pictures do it justice I hope they do but I really don't think they do because you're seeing it one dimension instead of you know I was seeing things in 4D. What's 4D? Well, 4D is not only when... You, 3D is when you see things and it's all around you and you have 3D vision, like, right? Like, if you're watching a movie in 3D, it feels like you're there. And in real life, 3D means you're there, right? 4D is when you can feel things as well. So, you might... You, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, some of those 4D theaters where, like, the seats move or... Maybe they shoot fucking smoke or like stuff like like that's 4D. You go, you get on Indiana Jones, and you can feel and hear uh, the little like uh, what are they called? Like the little arrows that they shoot. I don't forget what they're called, but like you know, like little spear things that they shoot. Like when you're walking, you, you feel the wind go by. That's 4D. Like I said, when the seats shake at a movie theater, you know that's 4D. I started to feel 4D. And what I mean by that is, it's just my experience. I started feeling like the plants were talking to me. Like everything, the plants, the trees, the dirt, you know, the the spirits of whoever had been there before. I felt like there was a native presence like you this is this was our land but we're, we're, we're sharing it with you and the plants were telling me like you're part of us you know where where you're you're you belong here you're a part of this we're a part of you like we're all part of the same thing and it was a really <laughs> like weird feeling because i'm like is this the drugs maybe <laughs> you know um, is this the altitude? Because it's very, it's a mile, it's at least a mile. It's, I want to say it's like 6,000 feet elevation. So am I lightheaded and am I hallucinating because of that? Or is it this vortex that they say is here? Like it, I don't know what it is, but I know that I'm feeling like everything that's here now and that's been here in the past is t is welcoming me and telling me like that I belong there and that we're all basically connected in some way. And it's really interesting because as I look back now, there's this documentary on Netflix. I forget what it's called, and I'll probably Google it as we speak right now. Hold on, Netflix mushroom documentary fantastic fungi that's what it's called and i've seen it before and in it it kind of talks about how mushrooms not just the psychedelic ones but just all mushrooms are a very unique fungus because they're connected to everything like they're trees and kind of like avatar like how everything was connected through this like complex like almost like central nervous system where that, that tree was like the main source of life for everything. Remember in Avatar when they, they take down the tree and all the village people are screaming because that's their, it's Ewa, I think it's called. 
in Avatar, but that's kind of, I don't know if that's why I'm feeling this way, if it's, like I said, if it's because I'm on mushrooms, or if it's because of the altitude or the vortex, but I feel a feeling that I've never felt before, so then I just keep hiking, you know, and it's, it's, it's pretty easy at first, you know, it's, it's more of a trail that they've kind of path if that's even a word out for everybody and then it's up to you as to how far you go there's a couple different hikes you could do like a, a loop or you could just hike to the top and then hike back down and so I didn't really want to do the loop I wanted to take it all in so I hiked to the to what I think is the top and then I start to look and I see people that are way up to the top and I kind of start to climb up there but like I said, I'm in altitude. I know that I'm a, more than a mile high. And I'm kind of starting to get lightheaded, I think. And I, I kind of start to get scared, you know. And I'm by myself. So what I don't want is to, like, slip or fall. Because the rocks are very slippery. And just get to where, you know, something happens to me. Because I'm there by myself, you know. So that's kind of scary. And I kind of start to freak out. Not, not freak out. That's not the right word. I just... To me, I was like, I don't feel safe going any further than where I'm at right now. And so I just stopped and I, I, I stood there and then something told me, sit down. Don't know what it was. Sit down. And then I sit down and then I'm just looking at the landscape. And again, it, it's in this moment where I really feel like a warm almost like oxytocin kind of feeling like you know like when you hug somebody and you kind of feel warm maybe it's someone you love or someone they haven't seen in a long time you know it's scientifically proven like oxytocin you get when you hug people and such that's why they say you're supposed to hug three people a day to be emotionally stable um that's kind of what i felt but also i was just looking at everything and just you know just like I said just taking it all in and it was in that moment where I really started to feel like holy shit dude like everything around me is alive everything is like I'm a part of this thing you know and I'm looking at the you know the sun and how it's reflecting off of the rocks and it's setting and it, it's it's really beautiful dude and you know, I, I kind of get lost. Time kind of stood still. Like, I don't, I couldn't for the life of me tell you how long I stayed at that spot, you know? But like I said, I felt like everything was talking to me. I feel like the wind was talking to me. And then after a while, you know, I just like, man, like this is just, I'm glad I came here kind of sucks that I'm by myself but at the same time like I you know like I I don't have a significant other or like even like you know like I have like like my best friend and you know people in my life but like you know they all have kids and whatever they can't just leave for a couple of days and honestly I don't know any of my friends that would even be into doing something like this in the first place and for me it was just like it was on my way home it was something to do and I've never done it and when else would it, it be this close and convenient you know but in the moment I was kind of glad that I was by myself because I don't know if 
I would have just sat there and admired and just like, like I said, I don't know how long I was there. It felt like I was there for two hours, but I know it wasn't the case. Um, but I think I wouldn't have had the same experience if I was with somebody than as I did there by myself. So, uh, you know, I took it in, kind of felt like, you know, whoever was, where, whether it be the spirits or my brain or, you know, just, you know, whoever it was, whatever it was, was just telling me that everything was going to be all right. It's kind of what, and, and, and I kind of wanted that, so maybe that's why. But it was interesting because, you know, in other mushroom experiences I've had, you know, I think I talked about it. If you guys have been listening to all the episodes, um, a common theme that kept coming up was you're, you're not going to have kids. And I've always been impartial for kids. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of people like definitely knew they wanted kids. And I've always thought I wanted kids. But because of how I was brought up, you know, because of my experiences with my dad, I think it just really scared me into wanting to rush into having kids before I was ready because I just always felt that my dad maybe wasn't ready and, you know, maybe that was kind of why he was the way he was. I mean, he had his own issues and demons and everything, you know, regret, whatever, you know, and that's kind of why he ended up the way he was. But I just never wanted that. And so I was always in a position where I said, I don't want to have kids until I'm where I want to be in life. And I'm not there yet, you guys. Like, I'm, I'm, I love what I do. You know, I, I talked about the grind. I, I love being on stage. I love every opportunity that I get, but I'm not where I want to be. I'm not at the point where I have a manager just like, okay, here's where you're going to be. Like, I have to do all this work for myself. And so until I get to the point where either my manager is booking all of my dates or the clubs are contacting me because they want me there as opposed to me contacting them to go there, you know, until I get to that point, I have to keep my foot on the fucking gas, you know, and I have to be able to go on the road. And, you know, I remember, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but a few weeks ago, uh, I had Sarah on the podcast and I was talking about uh, this Canadian girl that I met in Austin and how, you know, we had a great time and whatever. Um, she's really, she's really pretty. Um, what? What is her name? Was it Kayla? I don't remember her name. Oopsies. But she ghosted me, so who fucking cares, right? Um, <laughs> who cares? Um, <laughs> I uh, I remember a conversation between her and I, because you know I was I was I was putting on the charm, you know, and. Then she was like, well, you know, do you want to have kids? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. You know, and she kind of made a comment of like, you know, like, how are you going to have kids if you're always on the road and stuff? And I mean, and she's right, you know, and that's why I haven't been in a rush to have them because I'm still in a position where I have to kind of take every gig that I get. And, you know, I think I told you guys a couple weeks ago, um, you know, I came, I came home and my nephew hadn't seen me in like two weeks or maybe longer because I'd been gone a little bit and then he was gone and he gave me this big hug when I came back and he started crying 
<laughs> because he missed me and it fucking killed me dude like it was i mean it was sweet because i have this great relationship with him um but it just killed me because he's not even my son he's my nephew and he missed me so much that it brought him to tears and it's like if that was my son like i would be fucking devastated like I, d- I just don't think i would have the heart to do that so it's like i have to kind of wait until i'm at the point where i could be a little bit more selective about which gigs i take on the road and you know hopefully get paid more for the gigs so i don't have to be on the road as much you know because one really well-paying gig is a lot better than a bunch of mediocre paying gigs you know so you could be a little bit more selective um also just facts but you know for the most part headliners tend to sell more merch than the you know than the features do because they're doing more time people get to listen to them for a longer period of time so anyway um the theme of me not having kids has come up multiple times in my mushroom experiences in the past but it didn't come up this time which I th- and I wasn't really thinking about it either I was just in the moment you know which I, I took that away as well I felt like whether it be like I said whether it be the plants or the spirits or the vortex or whatever but everything was telling me just to be more present and I don't know about you guys but I spent a lot of time on my phone driving you know I, I'm I try to be really good about you know just scrolling through my phone randomly when I'm with friends you know and stuff like that like I feel that you know that that's a real thing so I felt like it was telling me be more like look at this beauty you know look at what you're looking at right now these amazing mountains and this lush landscape like just be in this moment and in future moments be in those moments I felt like I got that and then like I said I felt good about that and I was like okay you know be more present I get it everything's gonna be okay okay I got it you know and then I started leaving because it was starting to get you know the sun was going down and I don't I wasn't quite sure how high up I had hiked but I knew that there weren't any lights in the park (laughs) so I wanted to get down before you know it got dark and I didn't you know, I couldn't see where I was going or, you know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm on mushrooms. I'm stoned. Like I don't want to get lost in the woods or it's not really the woods, but it's kind of like in the mountains. It's kind of woody. Um, so I start heading back to the entrance of the park, which is by the parking lot. And as I'm walking down, you know, I'm still taking it all in. It's still beautiful. I'm just like, I feel great. I'm glad I came by myself, you know, and I'm walking down and then I kind of it's starting to get dark and I'm going down a trail um, and I'm, I'm leaving the park and then in this moment I feel something kind of uh, take control not take control but like I feel something tell me not like I didn't hear a voice but just something whether it be telepathy whatever the universe stop right here and just look and what i was looking at was another set of beautiful 
mountains, rock, whatever. I don't know. I don't really know what you call them, rock formations. Um, and it wasn't the same kind of view that I had been looking at when I was up at, on top of Bell Rock. It was a different set, and I was looking at it, and I got there, and I shit you not, guys, I felt like my mom was talking to me. I love you. I'm proud of you. You know, um, you're going to be okay. And then I got this feeling of like something telling me go back over there more like to maybe like about 20 25 feet away from where I had just walked from go over there so then I and then the wind starts blowing a little bit or maybe it wasn't blowing at all I don't fucking know but it felt like wind was blowing and it was blowing me in that direction so I was like well that means I gotta fucking go over there and I go over there, and like I said, I was leaving, but now I f- I'm feeling this energy telling me that I need to go over here and, you know, to stop in my tracks. And then I started thinking about how when I read these brochures about um, the vortexes, is there's different energy. There's masculine energy. There's feminine energy. And I thought to myself, well, maybe that was the feminine energy talking to me. That's why I feel like it's my mom talking to me. And then I go back. And then I find a, another different view, and then I just sit down, and I start looking, and I'm still feeling a great way. I'm still looking at the colors, taking it all in, and then it just hits me like everything, everything hits me all at once. Um, it's telling me. I don't know how many people are going to listen to this, but um, I'm not suicidal, but I do have depression. Like, I mean, that's been established. We talk about it. It's probably why I work out so much and run marathons. Like, it's definitely a way for me to cope with all of that. But, like, you know, I, I come... You know, people, you know, women talk about having, like, postpartum depression. You know, like, they're they're pregnant and they feel like they have this purpose and then they, they have the baby and they're not supporting this life anymore. And I, I don't, I can't, I, I, don't, I don't really know the full extent of it. But basically, you know, there's some women that get really depressed after a baby. Like, they feel like they're not worth whatever at that point anymore. And... I don't get that because I don't get pregnant, but I do get a similar feeling after like a show or like after like a weekend in comedy because, you know, of all the work that goes into like booking one job, which I've been very honest about on this podcast, and then, you know, writing the material, rehearsing the material, trying new stuff out, trying to figure out what works, you know, all the rejection. And so it's like, there's this like kind of build-up culmination when I get so excited, especially if it's a club weekend. And then you do it, and then maybe, you know, like in my instance, I had done, you know, four, five, six shows in four days. You know, and you're just like, man. Hold on one second, guys. You feel this... 
it's almost like a letdown. Like, I was so high, and now in the days and whatever, it's happened a lot of times where, like I said, after like a comedy weekend, I realize that I have to go back to, you know, my life that's not awful, but like, you know, it's stressful, man. It's stressful. You know, everyone has a nine to five job. Most people have nine to five jobs. And you know that from your nine to five job, okay, I'm going to make this much money. <laughs> I'm going to work 40 hours or whatever. and I'm going to get this much money. And I don't have that guarantee. So that's stressful. And, you know, but when I'm on stage, like I don't, I don't think about that. I just think about, okay, you're going to win these fans over. And so there's a feeling of, you know, sadness and, like I said, I'm not suicidal, but like I can understand why people do it, especially comics, because it's very common amongst comics. You know, you're chasing that high and it's so hard and then you're left with yourself and your thoughts afterwards. And, you know, like I have friends that, you know, maybe we don't talk every day, you know, guys that I've known since high school and earlier than that. But, you know, once we see each other, it's just it's like we just saw each other yesterday and. You know, I know that if I needed something from them, I could count on them. And I know that they know the same for me, you know. But maybe we don't talk every day or even text every day or, you know, whatever. And, you know, that gets weird sometimes. But, like, then when we see each other, it's just like we just pick right up where we left off. And that's how you know you have good friends, you know. But sometimes, like, I, I might go days without talking to my friends. And... I don't, I just, it's, it's, it's just a whole thing, and so there's definitely a big letdown after shows, and like I said, I'm not suicidal, but I, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said that I have never thought about doing it, you know, because sometimes, you know, the pain or the depression or whatever, you know, can be so bad that you're just like, yeah, it would just be so easy if I just said fucking no, but in this moment, as you know, as the wind and, and my mom and the spirits and whatever was talking to me told me to go back to this other place. I sat there and I felt the same essence tell me like, hey, you cannot give up. Like, like you have to keep going. You have to keep, it's going to be okay, but you have to keep going. You have to keep fighting. And I didn't feel like it was coming from my mom this time. I just felt like something was telling me that. And I sat there and I'm looking at these beautiful rocks, this landscape, and I start crying. Like, and it, it's crazy because, you know, I, I read in, I read articles about, you know, people that go to the vortex and they just feel something. And I, I'm, I've been told by people that I'm an empath. And, you know, whether you believe in that stuff or not, empath is just somebody that you know, kind of absorbs the energy from the people around them, you know, so whatever it was, dude, I just felt like something was telling me, oh, but my point was uh, that people that go to these vortexes, they claim, you know, there are instances where people start crying because they feel a certain way, and <laughs> it definitely happened to me, you know, and I sat there just in just like because I felt like I got all the and, and, I, and I also felt like that the 
whatever. Like I said, it could have been the mushrooms. I do weed enough, I mean, every day. So, like, I, I don't think that it was that because I do that all the time. But I felt like it was whether it be the drugs or the altitude or the vortex or a combination of all these things. Something was speaking to me, telling me it's going to be okay. Don't give up. You know, you'll be missed. You know, don't give up. Um, you're going to find somebody. This, this is, I'm telling you, dude. I'm going to find somebody, and this person's not in your life right now, but they're going to come along and tell everybody that you appreciate them. So I've been doing that when I talk to people and see people and hugging everybody and everything, like all of that. Um, but it was just a moment. And like I said, I was crying and... I just thought about, you know, reading about people crying and being like, well, that's not going to happen. Well, it fucking did. And then as that happened, there was like, a, I think it was like a, a, it was definitely a couple, but I feel like there was three of them, an older couple, and then like maybe their daughter or something. And the guy walks by and he just kind of sees me sitting on these rocks looking out. And he says, it's beautiful, isn't it? And I was just like, like, yeah, like it is, you know? It, it really is and I don't think I would have gotten that experience either had I been there with somebody else like I think I had to be there by myself and, ex and, and feel this way and allow myself just to be you know I, I didn't have headphones on you know I just went and I wanted to feel everything around me and, and I did and you know, I stayed there, you know, a few minutes later. Again, it was getting dark, so I'm like, okay, I got to head back. Um, <laughs> and then I headed back, and then I went back the way... The, I went back the way that I thought I had come up. And then at a certain point, I felt like I was moving away from the highway and, like, deeper into the park. And at this point, it's, like, pretty dark. And then I started freaking out because just as... This is my this is my entire experience, and I'm sharing it with you guys, so you can enjoy it, you can laugh or whatever. But just as I said, you know, as I was there and experiencing everything, you know, I felt like the plants and the spirits and whatever else had been there before was telling me like that I belong there and that I'm a part of that and all that stuff. As I'm leaving and it started to get dark, I also felt everything talking to me being like hey just so you know we can kill you if we want to <laughs> and that's when the mushroom trip got really bad <laughs> like and maybe it was you know it's maybe it's my mind maybe I don't know but this is just what I was feeling in the moment I felt like everything was talking to me saying we could kill you if we want just so you know and then I started walking a little bit faster. <laughs> and then I started, like I've said, I felt like I was getting further and further away from like the highway that I had, where the entrance is, you know. So then I ran back the way I came and then went, because there was like a fork in the road and I thought maybe I just took the wrong fork, but I was sure that I didn't. There were signs and everything, but as it started getting dark, so then I ran back and then I finally found the fork and then I started running down the path. And I ran for a good two or three minutes because I was fucking terrified at this point. I'm like, I don't want to get stuck in here. Maybe people will come up. But then I was also thinking, where's all the people that I've been passing 
on my way up and then you know they were coming like I don't there haven't passed one person and then right after that um, I started you know I was walking for it's uh, this felt like an eternity also I kept looking at my watch my clock or whatever and not too much time had passed it just felt like I was in a time warp and then in the distance you know maybe about a hundred yards or so I see a woman and she's walking her dog and I'm like okay good people you know so I start walking towards her and it's it's pretty dark at this point you know and she doesn't seem scared or anything so I'm sure she probably lives there or something and I'm like hey is like is the parking lot down there and she's like oh yeah just it's, it's, keep walking I was like is it far she's like yeah it's not too far you know just you know keep following the path and I'm like okay I just thought I, I was doing that but I got lost and you know so eventually I'm walking out and you know now I'm just feeling like okay now I can now I just I know that I'm going the right way because I, now I, I get to the part where it's like a paved trail, not just a hike. So I know I'm heading back in the right way and I get a little bit more relieved, but I want to get the fuck out of there. And so finally I reach the bottom and I'm like, okay. And then I just kind of feel at one with the fact that I experienced this amazing experience that I just felt, you know. And... I, I go back to my hotel and I'm just like, wow, like that, that really happened, dude. That really happened. I really felt all those things. I don't know what it was. I cannot explain it. Was it the mushrooms? Was it the altitude? Was it the vortex? Was it a combination of all of them? I don't know. But I do know I felt something and I'm going to take what I felt and I'm going to implement this into my life you know, it's going to be okay, I, I'm not supposed to kill myself, <laughs> I'm going to find somebody eventually, but even if I don't, they told me it's going to be okay, so maybe I'm just happy, you know, being a guy on the road, and hooking up with people here and there, and whatever it might be, you know, and then the rest of it is just fine, you know, like, I go back to my hotel, um, there's a restaurant that I want to eat at and it's closing soon. Everything closes pretty fucking early there and it's walking distance to my hotel. I don't want to drive anywhere cause I don't feel safe enough to drive. So I walk to this Italian restaurant, have a great meal, lasagna and everything and garlic bread and cheese bread. And I had a fucking cannoli and it was great, dude. And then I walked to back to my hotel and you know, like I said, I feel like all the hotels in this area are pretty nice. You know, there's some really expensive hotels and there's some normal. Like my hotel was like a hundred bucks, nothing crazy. There were some hotels that were like 300, 400. Like I said, I was there by myself, so I didn't need that. But you know, my hotel did have a gym, but it was a piece of shit gym. They had weights and it, it, it would have, I could have done a workout there if I wanted to, but I was glad that I had gone to the gym instead. But then I look out Side my room and the swimming pool and the jacuzzi is right outside of my room and I think it's really late because I've spent what I felt like as an eternity at the park and I look and it's only like I, by the time I get back from dinner it's like 8.30 or something like I, I feel like it's like 11 o'clock at night because it got so dark and it felt like it was dark for so long but it really like in real time like I probably spent two hours on that mountain total like walking up who knows how long I was sitting at each spot, but like like I said, they felt like eternities. Maybe because it's a vortex, you know, maybe it was longer and in real time. I, I don't fucking know, dude. Okay, maybe I w got transported to another dimension, dude. I don't fucking know. 
All I know is that when I got back to my hotel after a great dinner, it was like 8.30, and I was like, you know what, dude? I'm going to go into the jacuzzi. So I took another edible. <laughs> and at this point, it had been, I don't know, six hours or so, maybe more. So the edible is pretty much done now. Um, the mushrooms, I'm still feeling some effects. Take an edible, and I'm like, I'm going to go into the jacuzzi, dude. Why not? I paid for this hotel. I had to pay a, I don't know, 15 or $20 resort fee. Like, I'm fucking... I'm getting my resort, you know? So I go down into the jacuzzi, and right before I go down there, because I had my trunks with, I brought like swim shorts, just in case. And I had uh, a moment where I was like, am I gonna be the old guy in the hotel pool or jacuzzi that's in the jacuzzi by himself, like that weird old guy? Like, is that gonna be me? And I went, and there was nobody there, so it was just, and I don't know if it was, so, you know, I told you guys, I worked out that morning, so I think I did legs, I'm pretty sure, did I do legs that, yeah, I did legs, because, yeah, because I was at the gym, yeah, I did legs, and I did heavy legs, which is, I, I do, I work out legs twice a week, since, you know, I know this is podcast is kind of fitness sometimes, um, I do heavy legs once a week, and then I do a lighter leg workout another day of the week so this is my heavy leg day so it's pretty intense like I said then I ran three miles then I went on two hikes not one but two and uh, I was just really like I I expended a lot of energy you know and I guess I was sore and achy but like in the moment with the weed and everything like I didn't really feel it and when I got into the jacuzzi like that was the first time I think in my life honestly that I've gotten in a jacuzzi like after like hard workout and it felt amazing dude like it just felt so good um like I said maybe the mushrooms a little bit because I was still outside and even from the pool there's this beautiful view of the mountains and it's it's dark but you could still see the landscape behind the backdrop of the moon and just I can't wait to go back. I'll stay at the same hotel because I'm not spending three or four hundred dollars. I mean, maybe if I was with a girl, I guess you know, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. I mean, maybe, but I don't fucking know, dude. And uh, you know, like I see it. I, I definitely see it. But like I'm just, I mean, it's just jacuzzi. I'm in the jacuzzi, and I could see fucking the mountains and the moonlight, and it's just like how fucking great is it in this moment to be right here. And how great does it feel that I just experienced all these emotions and stuff. And and I was here by myself, you know. And I can't describe it, but I felt great. And I was so excited to come back home and just get back to work and then get back on the road. And I'll talk about my road trip on the next podcast because you guys have been listening to me for an hour at this point. But um, just a, a great experience. Um Mushrooms in nature, dude, is the way to go. <laughs> For sure. I don't want to do it all the time. Like, I don't want to rely on it to be a crutch. But I I am feeling right now, like, now that it's been almost a week since this experience. Um, I don't know, dude. And maybe it also is just the fact that I just wrapped up a weekend of comedy that, I'll, like I said, I'll talk about next week. But um, just, uh, like, I don't know. I kind of want that feeling again but I don't want to become addicted to that so I don't want to do that all the time but like 
and there's places I can go in LA or wherever I end up in Austin where I'm in nature and I could do that and maybe feel something similar but I will say that I'm glad I did it at fucking Sedona man so if you guys never been to Sedona I highly recommend whether you're on mushrooms or not it's beautiful the hikes are great and I didn't even get to do all of them you know so I'd love to go back and maybe go with somebody it doesn't have to be a girl so that I can not be scared to take some of the hikes further without being afraid of getting you know trapped or whatever so um, I don't want to say that it changed my life but it definitely was an experience that I'll never forget one of honestly if I'm not mistaken if I'm if I'm not if I'm being honest um, one of the best experiences of my life <laughs> and here I am 44 years old you know I've experienced some pretty amazing things I think but that was you know as simple as it was you know pretty uh pretty amazing so um with that being said um i kind of have some shows coming up if you're in the high desert you know i got my show this thursday at the dream lounge in apple valley um come check it out it's our one year anniversary show so i have an awesome lineup uh headed your way if you're in the high desert or near the high desert i highly recommend that you come um might be the last one that we do because I don't I have my timeline for Austin but just <sighs> I'm trying to save up enough money to feel comfortable making the move and not worrying about it for a while so the move might get pushed back a little bit but I'm still very much planning on going it just might be a couple weeks later or I don't know dude I don't have all the answers. That's why I do mushrooms and go to Sedona, you know. <laughs> but I'm supposed to be uh, supposed to have some shows in Dallas in a couple weeks. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, and I have uh, I got a, a couple headline gigs, which is exciting. I'm gonna be at um, I'm gonna be in Little Rock, October. Uh, fuck. <laughs> October 14th and 13th and 14th. Um, and I should have done these first. I'm going to be in Tampa, Florida at Side Splitters um, in West Chapel, which is like just outside of Tampa, I guess. Um, Thursday, October 5th, 6th, and 7th. I'm headlining. I'm so fucking excited, dude. Um, and then the following week, I'll be headlining in Little Rock, Arkansas at The Joint. Um, that's Friday, October 13th and 14th. So those are shows that I definitely have coming up. I highly recommend that you come. Um, if you're in those areas, share the podcast, buy my merch, buy a shirt. I'm posting them. I posted it on Facebook. I posted it on Instagram. They say smoke brisket, not meth. The design is great. If you want one, just DM me or if you know me personally, text me, I guess. Um, I'm selling them. Share it if I post it because I need money. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. This has been the camera at 10 pounds. Um, if you want to get some mushroom advice, I'm not an expert, but I'd be more than happy to answer any questions. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good day. Bye.